it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. because she's very confused about why I said that. <laughs> we always announce on the podcast like we're talking to them fresh on Monday morning. Yeah, okay. But we're it's Sunday. I'm a whole week ahead today because I'm recording with my parents. So Cece doesn't have to this week because she moves to Kentucky with all of her stuff and her husband. Um, one last time before he ships to Japan. Anyways, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, because my parents have literally spent the entirety almost of their marriage in the military. Um, and a lot of people had questions about it. But first, heck yeses and heck noes. Mom, you can go first. You can go first. She said I can't have two heck yeses. Yeah, they both have two heck yeses. <laughs> Their lives are great. They have no heck noes. Oh, no, I have one. Okay, good. Um, so my two heck yeses, I got to spend some time at the beach down in Gulf Shores, Alabama this past week with nice. other principals in the Diocese of Mobile. Her friends. They're my friends now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we just got to spend lunch with everyone celebrating Rick's birthday. Um, mm. So all family, were, well, all of my kids. Everyone except, except Mitch. for Mitch. Um, and we just got to spend time together yeah. so that's my heck yes do I give you my heck no now? not yet we, ah, okay. yeah we got to do all the heck yeses first sometimes we do the heck no's first so then the heck no's aren't as bad when you follow it up with a heck ah. yes but we started with heck yes so dad <laughs> your heck yeses mine builds off of what mom said so the heck yes uh is it the first one is the the holiday tomorrow so that gave me oh, some yeah. free time to um get ahead of lesson planning and and enjoyed today, which was the second heck yes, which is enjoying today, spending time with yeah. you all. Yeah. Except for Mitch. But... Yeah. Well, Mitch is, yeah. Mitch is always missing it. <laughs> He's in DC. Um, he will. What? So we're recording on the 20, 20th of February. This will come out on the 28th. So we're like a whole week ahead. So when my dad says holiday, he's meaning pres President's Day. Yes. yes. Yeah. Avery doesn't get it off for school, but my parents get it off for being teachers for a different school. So. You, you pick, you win some, you lose some. My heck yes is just that um, it was warm today, but it wasn't humid yet, <laughs> which, That's good one. which is nice mm -hmm. because as soon as it gets warm here, you typically, it's coupled with humidity, which is not so fun. Um, but heck knows. Mom has one, dad does not. <laughs> My heck no is I have a paper due. So I'm in classes right now and I have a paper due tonight at midnight. You have to write papers? I do, I do. And, Why? Because um, I have to take this <laughs> Catholic school leadership I have to take Catholic school leadership classes. So this is my third class out of four and I have a paper due tonight at midnight. Have you started it? Yes, I've started. I'm just wondering why it's a heck no. <laughs> some, some things never change though, but um, it, I'll be up probably right at 11.59 submitting. <laughs> <laughs> How many pages does it have to be? It's not a matter of pages. It's a matter of you know quality and oh yeah <laughs> is it or is it, it a is, lot of yeah. pages okay it will end up being a lot of pages okay um i guess one heck no for me is um coach Koch. so mm. wolf Koch is our program director for soccer for, and was the varsity boys and girls coach and um just kind of out of the blue got hit with uh, an aggressive leukemia while he had pneumonia and he's still wow. battling pneumonia about a month later so he's in icu wow anyway, it's a heck no 
yeah, that's a heck though. Yeah, he hasn't been able to get a break. Most of y'all are praying people that listen to us. And if you aren't, then start now. <laughs> so yeah, um, my heck no is a little more humorous. And I feel funny saying this in front of my dad, but I know my mom will get it. I'm in the stage now where I sneeze and pee. So, <laughs> so that's going good for me. <laughs> um, and then I also, I told Avery today, I was like, every time I pee, I have to sneeze. And he was like, what? And I was like, oh no, I, I did that backwards, but I'd actually rather it be that, yeah. <laughs> that other one. Um, okay. So now that we've heard our heck yeses and heck no's, I want to touch on something right before we jump into all the questions, because Lent starts on March 2nd, which is two days from when this podcast comes out. So there's no better time than now to share this with you guys, West coast Catholics into the desert Lenten bundle. It comes with a journal and an into the desert rosary and a Lenten guide. It's literally so perfect and everything that I need for my own self and for my own growth this Lent. Mari put it all together and it's absolutely beautiful. We had her on to talk about Lent a couple of episodes back. Definitely recommend going back and checking that one out. But she offered us code HECK10 for 10% off the Into the Desert Lenten bundle. You can check out all the links in our show notes um, and check them out at West Coast Catholic on Instagram. Okay, we're going to jump right in. I will, I'm just going to kind of ask you guys questions and we'll see where it goes and get as much as we can out of it. Um, but start with how long you have been married? Um, Who wants to answer? <laughs> <laughs> He's an ask guy, but I'm going to say it's going to be 28 in August. Yes. We're at 27. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. 20, that's years. I'm just happy I'm all on the hook. I thought it was going to be in trouble right from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I to subtract some big numbers. <laughs> um, how did you guys meet? Huh. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were in kindergarten. Yeah. Um, we met probably Burkle. Yep. It was Burkle's playroom. Um, mm-hmm. Well, she had like a player in the front middle of her kindergarten room and it had a big climbing thing on it. And I kind of remember meeting him up on top of the climbing thing. How cute. Um, <laughs> Um, so we went to kindergarten together and then his cousin used to live in our neighborhood. And so he'd come over sometimes and we'd play in the backyard as a big group of us mm. and we'd play football together. So, so literally born and raised in the same area at yes. the same school for Yes, until about third years? grade. And then his family moved and went to another school in the city of Wheeling, um, another parochial Catholic school. Uh, but then we came back together again in high school. So we yeah. did through third grade and then all of high school together. And in, in high school, so we had alphabetical seating in most of our classrooms and uh, <laughs> so we sat catacorn all the time yes, Aaron the and time. it just kind of worked out that way and then our friend group in high school were pretty closely connected we have a fairly large friend group I, I me mean, of course mostly boys and her course mostly girls but we just hung out together we did things together so we i don't know you should always yeah. know each other yes yeah. Yeah. but when did you actually fall for each other um after college <laughs> that's, that's from her <laughs> that's her fault so well, okay let dad me fell back in kindergarten freshman year dad fell <laughs> so she was the first girl i ever asked to a dance wow mom and so guys we, i don't know all of this we're so all learning for the so first the answer time came back was well let me check i think i've got a wedding in cleveland i have to go to wait yep, i remember sure, this I got a day runner for the time yep My wedding, in, wedding, wedding in cleveland, in cleveland. So I'm like, okay, this is reasonable. She's got like 13, I had 13 cousins. Someone was always getting married. <laughs> Pull that one out of your back pocket, mom. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, plan B. So I 
a couple weeks later, I asked somebody else and ended up going to the homecoming with them. And lo and behold, <laughs> she no got one. back from the wedding, was at the homecoming dance. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding was canceled. <laughs> Last minute runaway bride. Running that year. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just tell you why I told him no. Did yeah. I ever tell you no any other time? Like in high school, I don't think no. so. He never asked again. Yeah, he probably never that. asked again. <laughs> um, but I just thought he was too nice and I didn't want to hurt his feelings. So, oh my God. Really so you were after the bad guys? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few that I wondered why I can't believe my parents let me date them. But oh, God. Yeah, yeah, we're going to kind of get that we'll a little bit too. <laughs> well, <laughs> we will go into depth on this. Okay. So after college is when you guys actually reconnected in. Yeah. So like, my dad died my second semester senior year. And um, Rick was one of the few people that called just to check in on me, see how mm -hmm. I was doing. Because he was nice. Because um, he was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then he asked me if I wanted to come out to his graduation. He went to the Air Force Academy and asked me if I wanted to come out and hear George Bush speak. And I'm like, sure, I'd love to hear the president <laughs> speak. Bush. I kind of did. <laughs> but I traveled cross country with his family that I kind of knew, didn't know that well. Um, traveled cross country. Went to hear George Bush speak, and then we kind of hung out. We drove back cross country in his cool Nissan 300ZX. <laughs> um, and then I was waitressing that summer, and he came in one night when I was waitressing to tell me he was going to go. He was going to Corpus Christi, Texas, to tutor some kids in math before he started pilot training. And I was sad. I was like, wait a minute. I was kind of sad and mad. Oh, this like, sounds kind of yeah. familiar. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Why is he leaving? Um, That's rude. So then I knew, okay, there's something. There's something like more than yeah, yeah yeah um and then how many years from like dating to when you were married so we graduated in 91 oh, and we got married in 93 yeah so then one two years okay yeah, yeah. okay so long was distance a, relationship yeah it was always long distance yeah. he was in um pilot this is training. sounding wildly <laughs> familiar <laughs> he was in pilot training in mississippi and i was in grad school in ohio okay uh, it was like a 14 hour drive yeah Oof. make it on the weekends yeah wow yeah so those of you that call in with your two hour long distance um relationships <laughs> try 14 um were you guys both raised in catholic families yes right yes yeah um pretty much everyone we knew was catholic we grew up in um wheeling west virginia close to pittsburgh close to columbus the northeast where everyone's predominantly catholic yeah um was nfp a big thing then no <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly, um, my mom told me the night before my wedding, um, she actually gave me the advice to make sure I was on some kind of good contraception, good wow. contraception. Yeah. Um, and sadly, I already was. Um, yeah. So, um, and that was probably common. It was. Yeah, it was. And we knew nothing different. Um, we, our marriage prep, um, they talked about NFP, but it was very kind of glossed over, very yeah. touched upon lightly. Yeah. They kind of laughed at it. It they kind of said it because they had to yeah yeah it was a five minute video and to our parents um defense it, it was a tumultuous time is a, a very confusing time in the church yeah. um there's a lot of yeah that's true <laughs> but there was several priests they would talk to mm -hmm. who said, yeah you know what you don't have to to do it you don't have to yeah additionally the medicine the science hadn't completely caught up with the faith yet at that point yeah because there's this thing called the counter method Oh, the and, rhythm method yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not very, I mean, it's still talked about today, but it is, it's not very accurate at all. Maybe right. 60% effectiveness at best. Right. And it wasn't until the seventies um, that really the science started to catch up mm -hmm. and like we could do better. There's so many other indications and so on. And so that wasn't well known. Either. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, then how did you get into NFP? Because I've kind of, <laughs> I've kind of become known as the, like, I, Avery and I pre talk about NFP and we, Cece and I have kind of said some things that are controversial about NFP before, but none of us have used it in the trying to abstain yet. So okay. it's easier and a little more fun yes. maybe for us to talk about NFP when we're using it for the fun part of NFP. Yes. yes. So, <laughs> um, so we, three years into our marriage, yeah, yeah it wasn't going very well. Um, we're kind of, it was pretty rocky, um, which was weird because we've known each other forever. Right. Um, and we were kind of going our separate ways and it was most likely if something didn't happen, we were going to, it was heading towards divorce. Um, I don't know. Did you have kids yet? Yeah, I know about this. I was pregnant with you. No, I was not pregnant. Yes, I was pregnant with you. Yes, Yes, I was pregnant with you. When the Um, opportunity came. Me, you know, I wanted, I had the psychology background. I'm like, oh, we need marriage counseling. Dad came home from a trip and said, oh, I've signed us up for NFP classes. (laughs) Yeah, but there's a a reason why I I did that. Back, like, reverse about two years before that. Um, So this is about fairly new into our marriage. Um, we were still active in the church. We just didn't understand and really know to any level of depth what the church taught right. and why. Right. Um, it was just the thing we were used to doing. So we participated. And the church we were at in Abilene, Texas, saw us as a young couple oh, yeah. who were actively engaged. I was a Eucharistic minister yeah. um, at the time. And so they approached us and they said, hey, we're standing up a life teen um, catechesis program for our teens. Mm. would you guys be we think you'd be great would you guys be interested in, in being part of it and being catechist work and before I could say no Eileen said yes and so we were doomed but it was a, we a were good, doomed it was, it was a good doom I mean that's the last thing I'm not very vocal and I don't like yeah. being in front of crowds especially yeah. if I don't know what I'm talking about but they didn't know that it. they assumed no, you guys knew yeah. everything about the faith yeah. yeah they yeah they thought we were on board with most things because you were was engaged kind of a, First time, even though we had gone to Catholic schools for so long, it was the first time we heard people talking about the Eucharist being the real presence, the Catholic church being the church that Christ founded. And I remember looking at Rick, like, my gosh, what are they talking about? You know, what what is this? (laughs) Are we sure Um, this is a Catholic church? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wow. (laughs) So anyway, that started my reversion, really, or my awakening to the faith. And all the answers have been puzzling my mind about it why the church teach this yeah. what is why does this happen in life but we think this um led to a lot of a deeper exploration and that eventually led to the head game in the sense of my my head was in the game my heart wasn't yet because the number one to me the number one issue was nfp and it's right. because it's so personal and it's so yeah. dramatic of an impact and, and so anyway that all that led up to me having the confidence like you know what i'm ready to take this last bridge and um and the co-pilot I was with was just starting a NFP class. And that's when I signed up. Yeah. I thought I was going to be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to have 12 kids. So, <laughs> um, But I do remember sitting through that first class because it was kind of the same thing. It was a stumbling block in my faith. Um, but I do remember that sitting in the class and learning about Humani Vitae and the Pope's predictions that, you know, women, if mm. contraception was allowed, yeah. um, women rectified. Mm-hmm. Um, government would be involved in family planning yep um, there would be more more adultery homes. more yes and i thought wow this was back in the 60s um was it 60s mm-hmm. early 60s um and he's got it right you know the yeah. pope had all that right all those predictions were correct um and so that kind of brought me peace i'm like okay if he's right on this if the church is right on this then i can trust that they're right on everything else right 
Um, and it literally saved our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It, I mean, if practicing yes is hard sometimes. Um, but, but it's those hard times that really strengthen the marriage. Yes. Because you're in it together. You, you, you both in the past with the pill, I would have these urgings and the pill would kind of to a degree, if you're not familiar with it, it kind of removes some of the libido of the woman to a degree. Yep. And so I'd have these urges and I feel like, why is it just me? Why can't <laughs> I, I do that. anything? This isn't right. This isn't yeah. fair. She doesn't like me, so on and so forth. And right. she felt objectified. Right. Felt, and so now we're in the same team. We're fighting the same battles. Right. And we learned how to show our love. I mean, like courting. Yes, yes, like courting. Back again. to we're how just, we were, yeah, yeah. We're right. right. So, and it increased or improved um, communication. Yeah, we yeah. could talk yep. about that. We could talk yep. about anything and, else. And we had to. We had to talk every month yeah. because this was an issue that was going to come up every month. Right, right, right. How did you go about teaching us about it then? Or or just talking to your kids about sexuality in general without having the issues of purity culture? Because I feel, because Cece and I have talked about this a lot. We feel like um, one of the biggest questions we'll get in DMs and stuff is how to, how to keep your marriage alive or like how to do fun things to keep like, you, just the whole union aspect of marriage because they're told sex is bad sex is bad sex is bad then they get married and then all of a sudden sex is supposed to be good and they're like how and why because their whole life they've been told it's dirty or wrong yeah i think um the focus became more that it's life-giving um, mm. especially as you have children and you have yeah. a family um and the way you raise that family um the way you present that family in public the way you yeah. treat each other as spouses um it became more than sex became more than just a thing, just a, and it wasn't, it wasn't considered dirty. It was life-giving. I mean, right. it, yeah, I honestly felt that way. That, right, right, right. Um, I mean, it revived your marriage yeah. too. But that, and that's the unitive piece. And that's the piece for me. And I think this is true for most guys I've talked to. It's mm-hmm. a constant battle mm-hmm. with your, with your mind. In fact, I remember saying this and the experience of the first time, the first time I ever had real peace in my heart and my head was when I was deployed in the desert. I wasn't blasted with ads. I wasn't blasted with music. I wasn't blasted with TV. It was just mm-hmm. me out in the desert in the sand with other, other people <laughs> working a job. And that was it. And yeah. I, it was so refreshing to yeah. have peace in that sense. So there's it, a constant battle. So I recognize the powerfulness of sex and the, yeah. that it's, it, it can't, it has to be controlled. I mean, yeah. when it's controlled, yeah. it's an awesome thing, but when right. it's not, it's a very destructive thing. Right. That's like when people talk about um, freedom being like doing whatever you want, whenever you want, when in reality, it's doing things within like a context the right way. Well, how did you introduce it to kids or how, even if you didn't blatantly sit this down and go, this is an FP when we were 10 years old. Like, <laughs> I, think, um, I think we just sort of talked about it openly, even if it was yeah. just a conversation between dad and I, um, Yeah, we didn't, we didn't hide much i well, always knew that you guys taught it too i don't know when i found we, that out but you guys taught it and i just it and knew. we would teach it at our house sometimes yeah it was just yeah assumed that's what we did and then with you being the like girls it was kind of just pieces were introduced yeah here and, like there, and it was just normal conversation and, it wasn't yeah. like oh we're gonna sit down and have this one day of specific talk right the right, and bees. right it was more of and, and it was kind of a, a natural biological thing too like it, yeah I remember you saying time and again, why didn't I know this about my body? Yes. Um, yeah. And so we didn't want you all to, to be, be like in the dark. Yeah. Like yeah. this is crazy. This is a natural yeah. thing. It's a, that's a beautiful thing. You need to understand right. and read it and know what it means. Right. Okay. Speaking of NFP and marriage and keeping the spark alive, we have mentionables as a sponsor, which is a fat heck yes for me because I have 
worked with them and loved their lingerie for over two years. I've been married for two years and I pretty much found them when I first got married. Um, they are the best. They have manic or not mannequin free. They have model free lingerie um, on mannequins on their website. So Avery can browse with me without looking at half naked girls. Um, I'm not looking at models posing in lingerie while I'm pregnant shopping for lingerie, <laughs> which is kind of not fun to do. Um, they're just, they make beautiful feminine quality pieces for you. And uh, they definitely help keep the spark alive. So use code HECKYES10, so HECKYES10, for 10% off your mentionables items. The links to them are in our show notes as always, and they're mentionables on Instagram. Um, do you have tips for a military marriage? Kind of jumping topics. A military marriage? Because how um, many of your tw- almost, would you say almost 28 years, how many of those were in the places. military? 25 so of them? I've been retired <laughs> and since 16, so um, 22 of them. Okay. 20, yeah. 22 of them were in the military. What are your tips for, because our demographic is pretty much like 20s, 20-year-old 20 oh, okay. women um, who are married are to military men. Ma- military so, marriages? Yeah. Um, things as, like- a, as a spouse who doesn't deploy, who's the one at home, right. um, try to um, be in their shoes. Um, know that it's not always fun and exciting wherever they're going. Um, the conditions aren't great. Um, yes, you may be stuck at home. You may have you know, everything to take care of at home, um, but try to put yourself, put yourself in their shoes. Also know that um, it can be very, um, kind of freeing is the right word, or kind of a independence about yourself that you can do this. Oh, yeah. You can take yeah. care of things. Totally. Um, you learn things about yourself that you never knew right you could do um dad's last deployment you know it was for a year and I look back at that think I don't know how I made it through that year but I did right um, some kind of so you have that whenever you get thrown yeah uh, yeah other you're things, like okay yeah, I did um, a year of that I'm yes in <laughs> real and putting keeping things in perspective some things just aren't that bad I know I can handle right. it because I handled that right I think too, some people think, um, especially in regards to being military wives that have kids or want kids thinking that, oh, well, because the husband gets to leave, he gets a break and you get yeah, more of you the work. Talk to that. Yeah. It's, I but, can't imagine leaving kids for that long. Right. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. But I think we think I was telling Avery about this today in my head, if I'm gone from them for more than like four hours I'm like this is pointless why am I here yeah it's hard to focus it's hard <laughs> right to, yeah. right yeah and then there are all kinds of different things are like in your head and nothing's fun um but for him he could go 14 days on a backpacking trip and be fi- like rejuvenated from it yeah. and I was like so I think we think in our head oh well he's gone for however many months and this is nice for him he likes this he likes leaving the family and now I'm alone doing all of this um because that's the typical yeah, mindset of like I'm alone and I have all of this on me and it's their fault. It's a their challenge, job. but you can't feel sorry for yourself or you can't right. try to try to think what they're thinking or what they know. You just know what it's in front of you and what's important and what you have to take care of. Yeah. Um, and because you have no option. <laughs> yeah. And you don't. And I mean, the option is, yeah, you could complain about it. Yes. You could like, have a miserable me, time, but then the consequences of that are right. pretty miserable too. So, right. Um, and that's just how I approach things. You have right. to keep a positive attitude or right. I got this. Or I just can do this. And you have to rely people. on people, rely on like I had family come in town. I had a great 
right. friend that we had met out in California. Um, and those were all, I couldn't have done it without right, them. Right, right. And like planning things to keep you occupied during yes. that time. Yes, for sure. Yeah. To God, I yeah. don't, um, I only speak for myself in this, but anytime I was away, even if I was working long hours, it, it was stressful to me because I, I knew that I had, had to, had a place at home like I had right. to be home helping mom and, and being with your kids being I didn't father I didn't like being away um even today that's the most stressful thing for me is knowing that in this case Claire and Catherine don't two get the time, yeah don't get the time as much as I would like to to, to vote, to vote mm. with them. Well, and now that role's reversed. I mean, now it's yeah. reversed that I'm not as home as Oh, much. yeah. Explain what you, so beforehand, dad was in the military, officer in the Air Force for 22 years. Mom was stay-at-home homeschooling mom. Yes. Is yeah. there anything, I mean, that was everything. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I tried working part-time when you and Riley were smaller. Yeah. Um, I worked before you were born, but then, yeah, I was, it was homeschooling and some volunteer yeah. things here and there. And now, um, now I went back to work once dad retired and I was just a resource teacher, <laughs> pretty low key, maybe 20 some students on my roles, you know, that I kind of yeah. helped. And, um, and for the past two years, I've actually been the principal of the high school and middle school in Montgomery at Montgomery Catholic. Um, so that's a pretty, um, basically yeah, a who switch. the primary person to go to with more free time is flipped yes yes, yes. dad is kind of the stay-at-home dad now not stay at home at all but you know every the roles have switched grocery shopping bills mm -hmm. um just taking care of kids getting them where they need to go has become right. his primary responsibility and i'm gone a lot of the time um, right like he has like yeah. he was yeah um what was your favorite part of having five kids and the hardest part of having five kids <laughs> mom said that like she has a list oh, of no. five of her for, hardest for me, reasons I, I love it this, I mean, this goes back in part to my answer is that i'm an introvert by nature and so <laughs> i have five built-in friends that have to be my friends but listen I mean, to me. so family in the military help kind of build this or uh, cultivate this in the sense of my family became me like yeah. it, it is so having five kids was awesome because i could uh, no matter what, I could do something with one of them mm -hmm. each time or with all of them. It was that, I mean, I loved it. Like, it, it, yeah. Okay. Um, one of my favorite things as you guys came along and like all of you are pretty close together except Claire, but um, watching you guys grow up together, interact mm -hmm. together, play yeah. together, even fight together, your different personalities. <laughs> um, and so those are some of my fondest memories. Um, at the time, it was just constant. It was constant go. It was yeah. constant busy. Um, yeah. But I remember someone telling me, "It'll go quickly. Enjoy it now." Everyone It'll go always quickly. says that. Yeah. And it's like, and at the time, you think, "Oh my gosh, when is this ever going to end?" But she was absolutely right. Um, yeah. That I just like sometimes I can't believe I have a granddaughter. I have another one away. You know, <laughs> I just like, gosh, how did Scary. that happen? Where did that time go? Yeah. Um, so, what was the hardest part of having five kids? Because a lot of people like three is like okay. Okay, we have three, after, but then after that, people are like, you're either Mormon or Catholic. I think going, like more. going from one to two was hard. That was the hardest part. But then after that, you have to remember like number one and number two kind they're of get not older. Gonna they're not going to stay that. Age, yeah, they're not yeah. as dependent on you. Um, so that wasn't hard after having three or four. Um, probably the hardest part was, um, gosh, making sure 
we were doing the right thing. We were disciplining the right mm. way. What was important to us was the right thing to focus on. Yeah. Um, balancing time. Um, choosing, yeah, choosing the right battles because there's, you yes, have, yeah. each kid is different, each approach. And, but trying to be consistent as well in that. Yeah. But I keep, I'm struggling with a, a harder answer than that because I, I honestly think um, if the parents can do it, can pull it off, larger families are easier. Yeah, because you you learn to have to share. You learn that it's not about me. You learn that um, to help each other out, and, right. and that happens. And then the younger's follow the older's. Um, yeah, if so, you get the first couple right, yeah. we always kind of joke yeah. that I was the one that had it the hardest, yeah. <laughs> which is true. Because <laughs> if they could get it right with me, then the others would just kind of follow suit. Hopefully, follow suit. Yeah, yeah. and um, I do remember. Um, I remember when my dad died. And my youngest sister, Colleen, and I were home and we slept in the same bed together. We'd never yeah. done that before. And like, we just held on to each other. And I thought, oh, I can't just have two kids. Like, I need yeah. to have a lot of kids. So if something ever happens to they have people they to have go each to other. <laughs> each other, I was like, weird thinking. Yeah. Um, how did you, how do you, like, what, because people that see me talk about um, like how I was brought up and my siblings and stuff see five kids who are still very solid in their Catholic faith, who still practice their Catholic faith, who know their Catholic faith. How did you solidly instill Catholicism in your kids without them resenting it? But, but I, th I think it in part it goes back to that military environment because mm -hmm. we became so much tighter because we're moving around and so yeah. we didn't have yeah. only consistent thing was us. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, it's it, you as parents we controlled had a much greater influence on the on our family the household yes mm -hmm. and so in much more controllable um, environment so that was big and then um we just homeschooling was big yeah we, i was gonna we, say i think but, we, but i think it all generated out from our love for the church we just yeah we just love the it faith was, and we just yeah. were awake to it and we didn't like in a p we didn't want you to be in the dark about it either because our families were very Catholic. Um, you know, Pat, Pat was in the seminary. Yeah. And so, but we didn't, we didn't learn a whole lot mm -hmm. of depth in the faith. And just because we were, that was in the water we were brought up in. And yeah. In the sense of just in the environment, the culture, everything, we just went along with the flow like everybody did. So yeah. And it was always assumed that you know, yes, we're going to be involved in the church. Yes, you're going to alter serve. You're going to lecture. Yes, we're going to the Tritium Mass. Like those were yeah. always assumed traditions. Um, yeah. Our Christmas, Advent traditions, Lenten traditions. Um, Which, shoot, at least you guys had those because I feel like now it's the opposite. We've got millennials that know their faith really well, but their traditions being stripped mm -hmm. away and people don't feel like they have to participate or they just don't. They don't yeah. participate. It was, yeah, I think we just made it assumed. And then um, as you guys have gotten older, just allowing good conversations and questions and yeah, mm. um, yeah. Dad is very knowledgeable that is in the so faith. Knowledgeable. And he reads. He's, he's able to have these conversations um, with. Well, you it makes it hard to resent a faith when you have a question for it, and your parents have have the, answer. the biblical well, <laughs> backed answer with scripture and tradition and historical context yeah. and all of the things. So, um, but we have been very fortunate and blessed. Um, yeah, I. I can probably speak for dad too, but I know we pray for you guys every day. Yeah. Um, and my, one of my prayers is always that you remain close to God, that you remain yeah. close in the faith, um, mm -hmm. that you never stray away from that. Cause I Absolutely. think we each have family members that you have done have. that. And, um, I'm at a kind of a loss for what 
besides pray for them. Right. And it's hard. It's um, right. Can, it's, it's hard for them and it's hard to, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Well, how would you, how did you go about responding to like your kids making different decisions than you'd like them to, or maybe less than holy decisions? Um, I guess it depends it, on the age. It depends on age. Sure. Um, as you guys have gotten older, um, I think you probably know where we stand and yep. you got, you know, you know, if it's something that we wouldn't agree with. Mm -hmm. Um, I do admire or respect that sometimes you guys are able to tell us those decisions anyway, yep. you know, that you share them mm -hmm. with us anyway. Um, I think that's awesome. Um, but as you get older, it's kind of like, that's to. your decision. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, well, and you guys have done a good job. We had a couple questions about this. I forgot to write them down, but y'all did a good job of being like, okay, you're in college and you're kind of on your own. Like you, you did a good job of detaching yourself slowly yeah, so that we could figure out things on our own and kind of handle consequences of our decisions on our own um, without you guys either like protecting us or like telling you coming what to in do to or, fix yeah. it or whatnot. Um, because I know like some people are asking how to slowly detach from parents so that your family become like newlyweds so that their family yeah. becomes their priority and not their parents. Their so parents, they're not calling yeah. their mom every time they have an issue with their husband or talking to their husband about it. Yeah. Um, so y'all always did a good job with that, but. And that maybe came from us not living close to family, mm -hmm. um, having, you know, moving around quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I know my dad was always, my sisters went to school close to home and yeah. he was always big. And I just remember him saying that, like, you will not come home and bring your laundry. You will not come home on the weekends. And so, <laughs> so you know, I did went, neither. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the things I remember telling you. And that sounds harsh and it wasn't easy to do. I remember crying all the way down to Troy. I remember crying all the way home. <laughs> um, it was the hardest thing you do as a parent. I think yep. it was one of the hardest things is you guys go away to college yeah because yeah, that's you know it's this is it's not coming back yeah yeah. Um, yeah and you're happy for me this is what you like the brought goal. them up for this yeah. is the goal and to become independent um but it's not easy it's not yeah easy. and it doesn't get easier i mean no this will be rough yeah. Catherine. Yeah. yeah they're doing this four. five times they're, <laughs> yeah. they're on their fourth right yeah. now um however this goes back to nfp and having a strong marriage because if mm. we didn't and as each child leaves and you realize oh it's just going to be the two of us left what have we done for ourselves what, to continue yeah, this? We, yeah. Well, what what did you guys do with five kids and a military life? How did you make sure that your priority was still the vocation to each other over I, your kids? Well, we I, I remember doing this distinctly when we came here um, in 2004 in for school in, in Montgomery. And um, carving out the first, actually, we did this even before then. But yeah. We, yeah, that and also when we, Whenever I came home from work, the first 10 minutes was our time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So just to, for us to share each, with each other how our day was, what's going on with the major mm -hmm. events, without without you all, without the yep. kids involved. And you guys would try to come home and we're like, nope, nope, this is a mom dad. I, I kind of remember that. Yeah. And then um, a, a priest, this was in Montgomery, but a priest, I went to confession once and he said, I remember, because I'd always thought, like, all right, I'm a father and a husband. And the two are equal. equal. Yeah. And that's not the case. Not the case he yeah. said, no, no, no. He said, your first priority, your first vocation is your wife, is to mm -hmm. your wife. You're a husband first and then father second. Yeah. And you got to keep it in that order. And yeah. Because if you don't, you get that wrong, it's going to, you're going to lose both. Wow. Yeah. 
We did have this cool babysitting option. Remember the babysitting system? Oh, yes. <laughs> we picked up a lot of, so we, this is the military thing again. You, you just, you meet good people when they have, you get, you hear neat ideas. Yeah. Like our, how we did our, our allowance piece, our, our budgeting yeah. piece. And then yeah, you know, babysitting, you know, as Megan and Riley got older, they were kind of the babysitters and everyone would get paid in proportion to like yeah. their age and how well they did. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, top dollar was $6 an hour. Next was $4 an hour. Yeah, so I was Riley. And then um, Mitch, if he that, behaved, he maybe got $2. Based on the report from Megan and Riley. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Everyone had an option of getting paid if they did well. If they did well. Um, okay, now the last couple are a little more uh, fun. Um, what is one singular moment that made you most proud of me specifically? Oh gosh. Oh well. Um, <laughs> Maybe after this one, they're a little more less deep. I can. I don't know if they're too specific ones, but um, one is um, well, two. Yeah, uh, these are the okay. two that I can think. Well, gosh, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, so okay, I'll come up with these two since they came to my mind first. Um, one was moving here and, you know, Megan played soccer and came from very good Germany and California with very good soccer programs, um, had wanted to play in college and was determined she was still going to play, even though it was, you know, I'm not going to college in Alabama and I'm not staying here and she didn't like it here. <laughs> um, but I remember dad taking her, dad taking you to the college ID camp mm. and um, she wore green shorts. So she <laughs> so stuck I would out. Stand out. They were like <laughs> highlighter green. And, and did it. I mean, it, she did. I well, died. She was, but she did well enough that she was noticed that he offered her um, a, a walk spot, on a walk spot, on spot like on a the month team, as long as she met all this criteria. Like he kind of gave her yeah. a workout plan. Yeah. And she had to meet all this criteria, and she was determined that that's what she wanted to do, and so she did it. And so when I took her down to Troy that first time, and we moved in, and then she had her first practice, sitting up in the bleachers watching her out on the field, like this is it. This is what mm. she's dreamed of. This is what yeah. she's always wanted to do. Yeah, that was a super cool moment. Um, and then the other one is, um, you know, she always wanted to do photography. She wanted to major oh. in photography. And I was like, no. They're like, we're not paying for you to go <laughs> to school for photography. But, you know, but watching, you know, seeing her pictures evolve over time of taking them from kids and events. Um, um, she photographed my oldest sister's wedding. Mm. At, how old were you? Uh, I was not even 20. Yeah. Yeah. 18? It was, yeah. 17, 18, maybe. I was dating. Um, yep. So okay, 18 or 19. <laughs> Um, so watching her do that and you can tell she loves it and she's got an eye for it. Um, those are, yeah, yeah. seeing those things are. So cool. mine are tougher. The, the soccer thing came to mind, but I'm going to give you two areas rather than two, um, distinct okay. moments, just because I, I don't think of them like the a specific moment doesn't necessarily jump to mind. Um, the two areas are one, your faith, particularly post-college. Mm-hmm. And how much has blossomed. <laughs> and then um, second is you as a mom. Yeah. Um, I love seeing your interaction with Carrie. <laughs> and um, it's just, I never thought, like, I, it's always a challenge because you, it is having, dealing with kids, it's just constant, especially young kids, a constant draw on you, on for your attention and your time mm. and your, your energy. Yeah. But you never seem to be in a negative side of it. At least I never noticed. Yeah. You always see there's always joy yeah. with you when, when I'm there and she's around you. It's yeah. And it's beautiful to see. Oh, she's well, 
she's pretty easy well she's pretty she's overly positive so <laughs> she's got <laughs> like that, so but, much but of her, a part of that but her, um, totally i mean yeah i think it is you because she has a she's getting better but she had a terrible sleep schedule <laughs> yeah was, yeah she I, did how you yeah how, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'm, I maybe get this from mm, probably mom over dad, but she, I was told going into like young marriage, early marriage, 24, which I don't think is young, but people think is young or no, 21. I think you're 21. 21. I'm 24 now. Um, and people were saying, oh, we'll just spend time together. Don't worry about having kids right away. Don't like, cause you're going to say goodbye to your life, say goodbye to traveling, say goodbye to sleep, say goodbye to freedom and your friends and all this stuff. And so I was like, Oh no, they're telling me that I have to say bye to that. I'm not going to say bye to any of that. And I'm going to have kids. Um, so I don't know if part of it's just stubbornness. <laughs> or, <laughs> I don't know if it's like, oh, I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah, exactly. um, but you know, that's what I did with soccer too. And that's what I did with photography too. And uh, so that's probably why I picked those too, huh? So, <laughs> well, I was like, I resonate with those. <laughs> Okay, we're about to jump into some questions, including some that regard Avery. But before we do so, I want to share about Walking with Purpose and their Reclaiming Friendship study. So Reclaiming Friendship is a six-week dive into God's purpose and plan for our friendships. Girls, we know we struggle with friendship. We talk about it on this podcast all the time. Friendship is hard, especially girl-to-girl friendship. Finding community is hard, and the pandemic did not make it any easier. So we've checked out this study ourselves, and we're obsessed. We think it's so important and vital that women have guided direction on how to reclaim their friendships with women um, and what steps they can take to make their relationships with their friends even deeper and even better and more intentional. So for those of you not familiar with Walking with Purpose, it's a ministry seeking to bring every Catholic woman and girl to Jesus through their amazing Bible studies, but you don't have to be Catholic to purchase the Reclaiming Friendship study. All of it is based on a Christian viewpoint of friendship and authenticity within friendship. So use the code DANGHEC15 at checkout at shop.walkingwithpurpose.com for 15% off your order of Reclaiming Friendship. The offer expires March 31st, so you have about a month to get shopping. I would even recommend getting it with your girlfriend and doing it with them. I think that'd be so good, but feel free to check them out at all the links in our show notes. Okay, mom and dad. Um, what were your first impressions of Avery? Dad was like, come here, son. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. It is. It uh, is. He, yeah. My dad loved yeah, Avery oh, yeah. instantly. Yeah. He, me, oh my gosh. It was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't even dating yet. And my dad was like, oh, he just wants to hang out with his friend. He just wants to, he just, he's chill. Don't be but, mad at him. This is another one I thought that be one of my proud moments is oh. that you wouldn't, um, you weren't willing to sacrifice your faith for a boyfriend or a spouse. Mm. Like that was so mm. important to you. Yeah. Um, which was great because Thanks. I've seen that, that tells you too, that you did something right. Yeah. Um, but the neat thing was that I don't know what, what visit this was for Avery, maybe the first or second one yeah. he shows up with that little white catechism and sits at the dining room table with his questions and he had tab pages and he had <laughs> questions about wanted to know, wanted to know. So he, he took it seriously too. And so it was kind of, Oh, this, this, this must be something special. Yeah. 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 Why did you like him so much, dad? There's, there's a lot of things I guess we share in common. Um, 
Some things we don't, but there's a lot of things we do. We've always said Avery's a little so, more flamboyant than my dad. Yes. As in loud and <laughs> passionate yeah, yeah. and like, ah! More outgoing. Although I, I, yeah. I think he would say he's still an introvert. He, he would but, still call himself an introvert, um, yeah. But it kind of ties with mom's point about the faith. And when he called to, I think, to ask for my blessing on it, I distinctly remember asking, I said, all right, first, I said, you need to ask this, answer this question. I said, are you becoming Catholic because she's Catholic? If, if you are, I would rather you not. And then in a sense, become Catholic. I, I don't want you to do that. And I'm still okay with a marriage right. to a Protestant. That's okay. Um, there'll be some challenges in the, the marriage, but you can work those yeah. out. I said, but I'd rather, much rather you do that than become Catholic for the wrong reasons. Mm. And he said, absolutely not. And that's the integrity. His integrity is just, yeah. He says yeah. what he means and he does, he does what he says. Yeah. yeah. He says he do, he'll do before he did that though. Cause you were, you, dad, you were impressed with him before I was impressed with him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so before that, what did you see that I was <laughs> your story about him at the pizza place? At first? Oh yeah. Um, so <laughs> I did this before I even met him. And, and yeah. So I got to um, give the background context on that. We were at uh, what, pretty much what was like a John's Dave and Buster's. Pizza, yeah. yeah, it's called John's Incredible Pizza. They're all over California. Um, but he had asked my uh, friend and I if we had wanted anything else. And I said, yeah, I'll have some breadsticks. And he said, okay. He went out and came back and he said they weren't done with them. But I set my timer and they said <laughs> they would be done in however many minutes. So I'm going to go back when my timer goes off. And I was like, well, I didn't want them that bad, but all right, that's fine. So his timer goes off and he goes back and gets them and he brings them back and he brings back cheese sticks, not bread sticks, but <laughs> this is fine. He waited 10 minutes for these. I will eat the cheese sticks. Um, and I remember coming home. I do remember coming home and telling you guys about that. So somewhere in me, I thought that was worth <laughs> noting and telling my parents about and now we're married. So yeah. <laughs> um, there were two more, I think. Yeah, what's something you learned from gaining your first son-in-law? I am the only one of my siblings married thus far. Um, or so your first, I mean, child-in-law, I guess. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, it's our, Avery is, is also very, one of the positive things I like about him too is he's open-minded. He has his, mm. uh, his ideals and his values and he holds by them. But he's willing to listen to engage in conversation. He's much better at that than and, I am, yeah. And um, and so that's easy to bring someone into the family. Like yeah. That. My goal, or not my goal, but always my dream vision of, of what our family would look like as you guys grew up would be coming back from college, coming back at, at holidays or whatever, and sitting around a table and just talking, yeah. talking about things, talking about life, talking about questions. And that's happening, and it's so cool. And he's, he just fits right in with it. Yeah, um, yeah, he does. So yeah. it, it's it's tough to answer that question because it's been it's, so transparent. And so yes, it just yeah. has to fit in, even though we didn't raise fluid. Anything, yeah, just, yes. yeah. And last one: How do you feel about my Instagram account and following? <laughs> Guys, I don't know the answer on this. So <laughs> it is it is strange to us because we weren't ones that promoted social media you know they right. have one we had an, i didn't have my first phone till i was 14 yeah. and then we and pushed it was, that later even for the other yeah ones, so. and it was a brick phone yeah it was you <laughs> had to go like go through abc to get to the c yeah yeah um you had 10 characters but or whatever when, like facebook came about 
it was, you could have one social media platform and I had to be friends with you on it so I could watch or stalk you. Right. And that's pretty stalk. much, that's pretty much what I still do now. This is how I see pictures and videos of Carrie. And, um, but it is odd. Um, you've used it for good. Um, I've seen other kids that, you know, just get sucked into it yep, and they yep. get their worth from it. And especially um, in the high school. Yes. Um, so that, that part is, I've always got a kind of a, a caution up towards, yeah. towards yeah. those things. Um, oh, there's something else in the center. I can't remember now. Oh, and it, but the odd part is, you know, I've gone into, oh. we were at March for Life in Washington, DC, and I walk into this hotel kind of conference room and worth a bunch of kids and some strange stranger looks at me and it's like, oh, you're Megan's mom. And I'm like, yes, who are you? And so that's, <laughs> that's happened to Mitch. That's happened to Riley. Um, so that's strange that people all over know you, or I've been, you know, went to a baptism once and I was explaining, um, I forget what I was talking about, but they're like, oh, Megan Wells, is that your daughter? And I said, yes, like, oh, I follow her on Instagram. I'm like, oh, okay, so what's she up to now? You know, <laughs> what but, do you um, know about her that I don't? So, um, so I'm okay with it because you, yeah. you've used it for good. Um, yeah. But just a weird. Yes. It's, weird it's odd thing. to us. I mean, we're much older than you. So yeah. it's just an odd <laughs> an odd thing so yeah you said it well i mean i don't you know i don't have dad has dad, no social media so. dad barely texts <laughs> yes exactly. yeah. this is true <laughs> i dictate and that's about it and that doesn't do that well um, yeah so it you said it well there's you can use it for good and there's good value in it um, yeah for me personally I, it's just not something that i enjoy doing or right i, I just rather meet with people, talk to people, be with people right. personally. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. We sure. have a championship basketball game to like run to right now. Yes. So thanks a ton for listening to the what in the dang heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.